Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Puzzling, a true crime podcast. I'm Bailey. And I'm Tiffany. And we're your hosts. <laughs> we both just looked at each other. You got <laughs> We're like, we don't really have anything to say yet, do we? <laughs> Tiffany, how was your week? Um, it was okay. Oh. Sorry. No. <laughs> Alex wants to watch uh, women's softball. That's yeah, apparently. That's cool. That's fine. That's okay. If you guys heard that, that was the RTV being turned on by my boyfriend. Oklahoma State and University of Oklahoma. Oh. Oh, against O. Ooh. Oh. Fascinating. <laughs> okay, Tiffany, how was your week? Um, it was okay. I worked. I love that. I got my hair done, though. It looks good. Thank you. I'm blonder. It's very light. Yeah. She had it. She took it up higher than I've ever had it taken up. It looks good. Which I, I asked like. her to do, so yeah. like, I'm not mad about it. That's good. Thank you. How was your week? It was good. I'm a little bummed. I'm not going to Oregon anymore. Yeah. Weather's going to be shitty. I already had a trip planned to go back to Pennsylvania on Wednesday, and, like, my flight's super early, and I couldn't get off work on Saturdays, so I kind of just, whatever, just stayed here. It's okay. I get to hang out with my good friend Tegan more. So, Tegan's very excited about it. Tegan's here because Tegan's actually filming, or recording. (laughs) Filming. Not yet. She's recording a special episode for us that we have on, like, you know, reserve for when we're away. We're sick or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So Tegan's going to be recording a special episode with us when we're done recording this one. And yeah. We're so. pretty excited to have her here. Yeah. We Even though Tegan. she's very allergic to cats. So yeah, she's like on the verge of death with my four cats, but she's fine. She dropped She'll her. Live. She dropped her fork on the ground. She's like, "No, it's fine. I'll just wipe it off." And Tiffany was like, "No, no, no, no." I'm like, there's four cats in here. Like, you're not gonna eat off of a cat-haired fork. No, thank you. We're no, not trying thank to have you. die in this house. Maybe in another house, not in this one. But <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be responsible for that. No, no. <laughs> I'm not taking the blame. I was the last person to see you live. Everybody knows, the last person to see you live gets questioned the hardest. Exactly. I, yeah, or the boy- wait, we could just blame it on Aaron. True. <laughs> Blame it on the boyfriend. Yep. Boyfriend did it. We didn't. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't think I have anything else to say we're, right We're now. doing the studio soon, guys. I promise. Oh, yeah. We just talked about it. It's past May, so um, we're able to get rid of the bed whenever we have a truck available. I cannot wait to have a studio. I know. I'm so excited. And leave all this stuff set up. Not have to take it down. Yeah, we literally take like put up and take down our microphones and everything every single time we record, and it's annoying it's hella annoying hella annoying <laughs> so california but also happy single to mayo i was just gonna say that yeah we're uh well bailey's not drinking a margarita anymore but no i wasn't me and tegan still are she's yeah. drinking her uh seltzers my belching week. beavers yeah i left them here they're good i like them yeah you left them here for recording <laughs> yeah i did i should just do that yeah yeah we got we got room do you not really no I put two HelloFresh meals in your fridge. I saw that. Yeah. HelloFresh, you guys should sponsor us. <laughs> I use HelloFresh. I love it. That's what I'm saying with BetterHelp. Yeah. I have a BetterHelp therapist. Yeah. Sponsor? Question mark? I'm not going to say anything else good about you until we get a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though. You guys should use it. True. All right. Are we ready to begin? I think we are. Okay. Before we begin, we're going to go right into an ad break. All right. So this is the story of Blake and Mary Jo Hadley, and I'm sure most of you guys know this story, but Bailey does not. It's a little bit of a bigger one, so I'm doing it so I can tell Bailey it and get her reaction out of it. Most of you will probably know it as the Tyler Hadley case. So on July 16th, 2011, 17-year-old Tyler Hadley bludgeoned his parents, Blake and Mary Jo Hadley, to death. We're in getting their... right into it. Oh, Jesus. yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> We're jumping right in. In their Port St. Port St. Lucie home, then proceeded to throw a huge party Where is that? afterward. Where's Port St. Lucie? Florida? <laughs> Florida? Oh, I said Florida, didn't I? No. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, it's in Florida. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't know where it's at. <laughs> it just seems like a very Florida thing to do, so. Yeah. Yeah, their dead bodies were still inside the home when he threw this party. Like a rager. Damn. Yeah. All right, so Tyler Hadley was born to his parents, Blake and Mary Jo Hadley, on December 16th, 1993. He was the youngest of two sons that the couple had. 
Before Tyler was born, his parents moved to Port St. Lucie, Florida in 1987 so they could be closer to Blake's parents who lived in the same neighborhood. They were, like, super close. That's nice. Yeah. It has been reported that Tyler and his parents have always been, like, super close up until his high school years, which, kind of typical, but he took it a little bit further, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like... The only reason that I was super close to my mom in high school is because my mom was, like, our assistant athletic director, and, like, I was an athlete, and she, like, worked in the school district. I would ride to school with her. All my teachers knew her. Like, that's the only reason I was super close to my mom in high school, but I know so many people that, like, kind of drift away from their parents in high school and then kind of become close again when they go to college. Yeah, they get, like, embarrassed by being around their mom too much. Oh, my God, no. Everybody loved my mom. Well, duh. I loved it. Yeah. (laughs) I also love Have your you mom. Met Come Kate? on. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait for her to go out with you guys. <laughs> that was loud. Sorry. <laughs> my boyfriend's here, you guys, for the first time. He's never for been here. For the first time, yeah. yeah. He's never I mean, been he here. He was for kind of recording. here for a little bit last time and then he left and then then he went and then back we didn't even record. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, so anyway, Tyler started suffering from depression and actively started taking drugs and drinking a ton. Oof. Yeah. And because his parents cared about him and his mental health and well-being, they took him to psychiatrists and even made him go to a substance abuse program for his drug and alcohol use. In April of 2011, Tyler was arrested for aggravated battery And with that and a previous burglary conviction, Tyler was sentenced to a week in the juvie facility, as well as two weeks of house arrest afterward. This was after he had gotten a slap on the wrist, just a slap on the wrist, for siphoning gasoline, pulling a couch out. See, if somebody siphoned gas now, it'd be like a felony because of how expensive gas is. It's so expensive, (laughs) oh my gosh. Um, He pulled out a couch with his friends in a river park wildlife reserve and just set the couch on fire oh yeah and the cops Mm. came and they were just like "Mm, warning (laughs) so he's uh he's been kind of going going off the deep end a little bit donna montero which is a neighbor of the hadley said it was a significant sized fire they just did it for kicks i guess there's nothing else to do here I would have thought that he had have been the type that would probably hurt animals just for the heck of it. Ugh. Which, hello, red flag. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to hurt animals for the heck of it, like, it's a big indication that you're going to become a murderer. But, and then she said, but I certainly would have never got the feeling that he would have been capable of murdering anybody, let alone his parents. Especially after his parents were, like, so helpful with, like, his drug yeah. and alcohol issue. They like, really wanted to do to get him better and get him help and yeah it's it's sucky um i think it's important to note here that many people primarily teenagers said that there was nothing for do to to do for teens in port port st lucy i don't know why i keep wanting to say port 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 st lucy (laughs) some expressed that there were no spots for them to hang out like other towns had and that the only thing to do was throw parties so there was no like movie theater roller rink like i'm sure there was probably a movie theater i mean what town doesn't have yeah. one but but there's no yeah i mean that's i i didn't they didn't specify anything yeah. like oh we don't have this or that or this but they just kind of said like is it like a super just, super small town it's, or it's an older town okay so um, a lot of like retired people yeah okay and okay. I, that makes sense just well this happened in uh 2011 right that's what i said yeah yeah <laughs> um in 2011 so not long before then is when like family started moving in with their okay. kids and stuff so all of a sudden there's a bunch of teenagers in town but they don't have any like infrastructure to like support you know younger adults yes exactly yeah and there had been rising crime rates in port st Lucie, and the majority of the crimes were coming from teenagers or young adults those were like sex crimes vandalization burglaries etc like it just the list literally went vandalism no vandal it's not underlined in red so. okay maybe you're right i could be wrong vandalism is a word though too yeah for sure um, whatever it's okay. not underlined whatever. so i don't Sorry. know scratch that repeat the whole thing i'll cut it out that's no, okay. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. Okay, fine. We'll leave it. 
When there's little to do for teenagers in their free time, it's very common for them to start getting into drugs and or crime, which is exactly what Tyler was doing. Along with him, like, being depressed, it just, it all just kind of came to a head. Another neighbor had talked about how Tyler was always close to his parents and also mentioned how polite and respectful he always was and that he always seemed like a happy kid, using terms like, yes, ma'am, when she would ask him not to do something. There were even nights that Tyler would wait up for his dad to come home from work so they could stay up together until, like, all hours of the night, uh, sometimes midnight, just to spend time together. Mm. I know. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of the Hadley's efforts paid off in the end, as we already know. After Tyler came home drunk one day, his mother took his car and his phone away from him, of course. I get it. My mom would have done the same thing. Tyler got super angry after that and told his best friend, Michael, that he wanted to kill his parents. Of course, Michael just brushed that statement off because, I mean, obviously he wasn't being serious, yeah. right? Like, who who's going to kill their parents? Yeah, so of course he didn't, Michael did not think that he was being serious. And actually the first time that he mentioned he wanted to kill his parents was when he was 10 years old. Oh, that's very concerning. 10. And I get it. I mean, nobody really thinks, you know, sometimes I'm driving in traffic and someone cuts me off and I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill this dude. Yeah. You know, it's like such a normal thing for people to say that nobody in this story took him seriously. Yeah. Except for one. We'll get to that. There's never been a time where like I've been so mad. Like there's been times when I've been so mad at my parents that I even say that I hate them. Not anytime recently, but like when I was like a teenager, preteen or whatever, but like I didn't mean it. Like, I love my parents. My parents are great. And, like, but I have never said I want to kill my mom or my dad. Same. I definitely told my mom I hated her, I think, like, twice in my entire, like, teenage career. And I instantly... Because I Regretted it. I knew how bad it hurt her. So, even when I wanted to say it, I would, like, hold back. But there were, like, two times that I said it and I felt like shit my dad instantly. literally <laughs> almost cried one time because he brought me home candy from his job and like i was in a bad mood and he walked my, into my room with the candy and and i was like i don't like that flavor and he literally just like his face dropped Aww. and like he just kind of like turned around and walked out and like afterwards i was like oh no you like i hurt his feelings i, I hurt so bad <laughs> i get it yeah it was the same way it's the empathetic side of us yeah So, due to all of his recent behavior, his parents grew stricter with him, naturally. And after the arrest for the aggravated battery charge, his phone was taken away again. And I'm going to read quite a bit of messages that were sent back and forth between him and his friends. Okay. In this timeline. So, this was back in April uh, when he got arrested. Mm -hmm. And then after he got out. So... This is Facebook messages between him and a girl named Isadora. Is it 2011? Yes. Okay. Yeah, same year. Yeah. Okay. So, Tyler, don't text me about drugs. Isadora, what happened? Tyler, my mom has it because I got arrested on Monday and she's flipping shit. I just got out today. Isadora, oh shit. Tyler, in all caps, fucking shit sucked. <laughs> I'm just reading it as as okay. it's typed. Okay. okay. <laughs> Isadora, you bad kid. Tyler, just kidding. It's a pirate's life for me. Isadora, <laughs> LMAO, what the WTF are you talking about? Tyler, I don't fucking associate with non-pirates. Also in all caps. <laughs> okay. Isadora, what? Tyler, okay, I'm done with all the nautical nonsense. Isadora, <laughs> smiley face. You're nautical so silly. <laughs> You're so silly and goofy. You're so silly. What are you doing? Tyler, nothing. Considering suicide. Oh. Yeah. Got to talk real quick. <laughs> Isadora, why? Tyler, um, because I want to die, I guess. What other reasons are there? Isadora, are you being serious? Tyler, yes. I do want to die sometimes. Isadora, don't die. Isadora, smoke a bowl whenever you're down with a little tongue face emoji. Tyler, I used to. Now I drink a lot when I'm depressed. Yeah. It fills the emptiness inside me. All caps? All caps. <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> Isadora, you're quite the character with a little, like, yeah. a little winky pee yeah. tongue face. <laughs> Tyler, 
Yes, but all my smiles are fake. Okay, that like kind of breaks my heart. Yeah, he he very much needed help. Yes. Very much needed help. Yeah. And oh. his parents tried, and that's that's the hard yeah. part. It's not like they ignored it and didn't see the signs. Like yeah. they really did try to help. Try to help him. See, like, and that's one of the things where like if somebody ever texts me and was like, I'm considering, you know, suicide or something, like that's when like immediately I'm like what can I do? Like, what resources do I need to reach out to? Like, I would call the police, first of all. Yeah. And tell them what I just got. Yeah, like, don't die. Yeah. Like, no, that's not the way to go about yeah. someone saying that they want to kill themselves. Like, I lost a friend to suicide, and, like, it was very shocking because, like, he had never reached out, like, to any of us. Like, maybe he reached out to other people, but he had never talked to me and, like, our group of friends about it. And, like, that's why it was so shocking to us. But, like, if somebody ever... And maybe that's why I take it so seriously now when somebody's like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill myself. And, like, I'm not... I say that sometimes, too. Like, it slips out. But, like, you know, like, if you know me, I'm I'm not somebody who suffers from depression. Yeah, thank, same. Thankfully. Thank God, yeah. And, like, I totally feel for people that do. Like, my father has depression. And, like, I've seen it firsthand, like, how much it can affect somebody. And this man clearly had depression. Like, yeah. very severe depression. But also... Who needed to be on medication, needed to be in, so, like, a place that would re- rehabilitate him. And he needed more help than just what his parents could, could could provide. And, like, that sucks. Like, it just sucks that you get put into that situation where you don't know what else to do for your kid. And also, this is 2011. I feel like there is a lot more resources available now. Oh, so many. Yeah. Mental health is being taken so much more seriously now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, for sure. I, I, it's amazing. But also, I know, like, statistically showing um, signs of, like, suicidal thoughts or actually wanting to commit suicide and really thinking about doing it, they don't usually reach out. Yeah. They, I mean, there are signs, like, they start giving away their prized possessions and, like, there are signs to it. Yeah. But the majority of the time, the people that say they want to kill themselves aren't. Yeah. They, they're like, doing know- it for the attention, but also, you like, it still needs to be taken seriously. Because oh, yeah. You, yeah, sure, maybe it's for the attention, but you never know. It's also, like, one of those self-deprecating things where, like, you know, like, I know when I was, like, very overweight, I would make jokes about myself being fat all the time. And, like, I liked when people laughed about it. And it's kind of one of those, it's similar where, you know, somebody who does suffer from depression, who is suicidal, makes jokes about killing themselves. And, like, they want to hear people laugh about it. But then again, that's also super concerning because you don't know like it's people always say it's the happiest people yeah and i mean obviously this guy was and just happy, from but... the ones that i've known or have come across it yeah, yeah there's no indications like i know like my friend like uh shortly before he um committed suicide he uh had, had actually paid our friend back for a lunch that he had bought him like four months earlier oh like what an angel yeah so i'm not i'm obviously i'm not gonna say his name for like right. privacy reasons but um it's one of those things when you need to be completely aware of the signs of somebody who has depression who you think might kill themselves like you got to be hyper aware of those things like if say i loaned you a hundred dollars a year ago and then all of a sudden on a random tuesday you came and brought it back to me i'd be like are you okay (laughs) are you do you want to talk yeah seriously i mean unless like she was bothering me about it like when am i gonna get my hundred dollars back Give me back my fucking hundred. Give yeah, me my fucking right. money. <laughs> Give me your fucking money, bitch. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Anyway, a, a friend of Tyler's named Ryan said that he and his parents, again, also were very close. And there was a time when Tyler told his mom to shut up. This is just like us. He told him, told her to shut up and then immediately apologized to her because he felt bad. Yeah. Like, that's that doesn't sound like the kid that's going to bludgeon his parents. Yeah. And then Mother's Day came around, also 2011, and here are some texts exchanged between him and a girl named Mercedes. So he had told her about the house arrest, and she said, I'm sad. That sucks, dude. Is your mom pissed? LOL. And he said, no, she's disappointed. I feel bad. She was crying. And she said, aw, did you do anything for her today? It's Mother's Day. Tyler, yeah, me and my brother took her out to eat and whatnot, haha. Mercedes, aw, that's so nice, lol. Tyler, lol, I know. It was a nice day! All caps. All caps. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't, if, Very I don't 2011. Know, it's, 
And it gets more 2011. Like, oh. everything, all of these messages, I'm like, oh, they're so cringy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mentioned at the top of the story that his parents tried getting him into a substance abuse program. And I'm not sure if this is that time or if this was a secondary time. It was kind of unclear for me. But after Tyler had come home just, like, super drunk, his mother checked him into a mental health clinic called New Horizons. And because he was still 17 at the time, she could involuntarily check him in. Yeah. Because he's, you know, underage. She expressed that he, that she was not worried about what he could potentially do to her, but was severely worried that he would end up harming himself. So, I mean, she did see the signs. Yeah. You know, but just didn't think that it would be anything towards her or her husband. According to the Rolling Stones article, Mary Jo had expressed to friends how well Tyler had been doing and seemed so excited about the progress that he had been making. She said he was over the hurdle and she really felt like he he was back to himself. That's like... And this was only like uh, two months or something before... Before the whole incident happened. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but, like, my... I know that, like, my father's very open with this story, but my dad did struggle with alcoholism in the past. And, like, I remember when he finally got sober, and it was just, like, a sigh of, like, relief. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I have, you know, my father back. And, you know, he's been sober for over 10 years now. And it's it's amazing because you get that feeling of, like, oh, my God, okay, like you finally, you know, got the help that you needed. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's amazing. Like, it feels so good. And, like, my dad is, like, my best friend now. Like, I love my dad. He texts me all the time. And, you know, it's just nice to, you know, have my dad back. And it's we're at the stage now where it's, you know, when somebody gets sober, it's one of those things where, like, you're constantly worrying if, you know, they're going to, yeah, do like, drink again. Oh, I get it. Or whatever. And... Um, I think that when, I think when my dad celebrated three years was was when I was kind of like, okay. Mm -hmm. So two months is not a long time, but for somebody who's struggling with addiction, that's a lifetime. Yeah. And she was probably just so excited to see him like being himself again and, and not doing drugs and do like drinking alcohol. She was probably just overjoyed because this is like the first time that he had been himself again since he had started doing all of this. So I think she just kind of, like, jumped the gun a little bit too soon, not understanding that it takes a lot more time than that. And around the same time, Tyler was at his friend Marky's house, and he told him that he wanted to kill his parents and throw a huge party. Tyler said nobody had ever done that before, throw a huge party with the body still in the house. And all Marky said was, that's crazy. Like, that, I don't know, I get... I get some of the other ones about, like, oh, I want to kill my mom or I want to kill my dad or whatever, and, like, them just kind of brushing it off. But this one was a lot more specific. Mm -hmm. And he just said, that's crazy. Like, whatever. And then um, here are some more texts between him and Mercedes. Tyler said, LOL, yep, she's a cunt for show. I might kill her. And Mercedes said, OMG, no jail. Or I mean prison. LOL. And Tyler said, oh, well, with a little heart. What the fuck? Yeah. She's just like, she's not like, you, you don't mean that, right? You yeah. know, she's just like, oh, no, you can't kill her. Like, you're going to go to prison for life. You know? Yeah. I don't, it's just, uh, I get it. They're teenagers. Teenagers are pretty dumb for the most part. Your brains aren't fully developed. But like. I don't, I don't know. That one is a little bit more concerning in my eyes. All right. So just a week before the party, Tyler had gone to a family reunion with his dad and grandpa. And his grandpa said, quote, I didn't see any indication that there were any problems between Tyler and his parents, unquote. The night before the party, Tyler had run into an old friend named Cameron at a gas station after attending dinner with his parents the night before. He said Tyler seemed jovial. And after asking how his parents were, Tyler said, oh, they're all right. And Cameron told him that it was his birthday. Shout out, Cancer. Also, that would have been July 15th, which is also Sarah the Assistant's birthday. (gasps) So. STA. STA. It's your birthday. And Tyler told him to come over the next day because he's throwing a party. 
So he had already had this this party planned out. He was ready to do it. He had been telling friends all week at school that he was going to be having a party on this day. And nobody believed him because everyone's like, your parents yeah, are his parents would never let him throw a party, yeah. you know? So 9.40 in the morning, no, yeah, 9.40 in the morning of the party, there is a text exchange between Tyler and a friend named Matt. And Matt is the one that I literally hate almost as much as Tyler. Okay. Matt said, did you do it? And Tyler said, no, but I'm gonna. Oh, sorry. Love it. <laughs> And then Matt said, bet, you really should now. Do it. What the fuck, Matt? Yeah. He's a literal piece of human garbage. I hate I was him. Wonder- I'm wondering if he, like, thought that he wasn't serious. But, like, still, why still, would you say that? You're still, like, pushing him to do it. And then Tyler said, don't worry, I am. Then I'm having a party. And Matt said, yeah, party time, N-word. This sounds so much like the Michelle Carter case. I don't think I know that case. Yes, you do. The girl from Plainville on Hulu. The girl who encouraged her boyfriend to commit suicide. Oh, yeah. right. I still need to watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I just, uh, I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. Okay, moving on. So now we're going to start getting into the details of the actual party itself. So those are just like the events that were leading up to it. And like I said, he was telling his friends all week that he was going to have this party. And... He'd also never thrown a party before and also was not super well-known amongst his peers. Okay. Like, he had his little group of friends, and that's pretty much it. Like, yeah. most of the people that went to the party were like, oh, I, I don't even know who he is. I would or, never be able to throw a party at my house. Everybody knows my parents in my neighborhood. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I I can hear... I don't know if you guys can hear it, but I can hear the ice cubes, like, clinking in my glass. <laughs> It's single so to if, if you hear it, that's my margarita. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Um, so at 11.15 in the morning on July 16th, 16th, some more messages were exchanged between Tyler and a friend named Antonio. He just has all of these people that he's talking to. Yeah, I thought he wasn't well known. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Tyler, sup, brah? Brah. Brah. <laughs> Antonio, chillin', what you doing tonight? Tyler, trying to have a party at my crib. Antonio, your parents ain't home? Tyler, nope. Well, they're leaving soon. Oof. So eerie. I hate it so much. And then at 1.15 p.m. on the same day, Tyler had posted to his Facebook, party at my crib tonight, dot, 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 maybe. Which all of his friends were still like, well, that's obviously not going to happen then. Like, you know, maybe he's going to throw a party. And then at 8.15 p.m., he posted to his Facebook yet again, party at my house, hit me up. Okay, I remember when I was a teenager and, like, mom, you're probably listening to this. You already know. My mom knows enough. Yeah, I've been going to parties. I went to parties in high school. It's, I was safe. I'm still alive. I'm still here. <laughs> Nothing bad happened ever. Um, But I remember, like, I knew that, like, if somebody posted publicly about their party, it probably wasn't going to happen. Because that's how things get busted. Because there's snitches in this world. <laughs> yeah. And they'll, like, you'll post on, like, Snapchat or something, and you're, like, party at, and then, like, the address. And then someone will screenshot it and send it to, like, their parents or, like, the police or something. Mm, I or don't you- know. I used to always went. Yeah. So, <laughs> I-, I didn't. I didn't. We didn't. Except for, oh, I'm not going to say his name, but... A certain individual who lived very close to where I lived, and we went, and it was it was a really good party. It was fun. We were safe. Oh my gosh, hold on. <laughs> oh. oh my god. You guys, my cat's on my lap, and she's just purring away right now. I had to bring her up to the mic. That was so cute. Oh, my bean. <laughs> my bean. Okay. So, yeah, he, he posted party at my house, hit me up. And a girl named Ashley commented and said, whoa, what, what if your parents come home? To which Tyler replied with, they won't. Trust me. Oof. Uh, I know. And at this point, he had already killed them. Oh my God. Yeah. So. So do we have details on like. Yeah. I'm going to talk about the party and then I'm going to talk about the murder. The party was slowly getting going when around 1130, a quote unquote popular kid 
named Mike who showed up who didn't really know Tyler around aside from just like seeing him around the halls at school and he brought along like 10 of his friends or so and you know the party's gonna be big when like the popular kids start showing up you know because me <laughs> not really. that was, like, my that was friends. never me <laughs> not once was that me but that's okay but yeah so all the popular kids started arriving Tyler answered the door to them, and it was clear to everyone that Tyler was rolling on ecstasy because of his huge pupils and the way he was just, like, fidgeting and clenching his fists and rubbing his hands together, like, just consistently, and he just seemed super nervous. See, I wouldn't even know what that looks like, but... (laughs) Me either. Okay. (laughs) I don't don't do drugs. I've never done drugs. (laughs) He immediately told people that he didn't want anyone smoking in the house because it was his parents' house, but then, like... A little while later, he's just like, yeah, I don't care. Do, like, do whatever you want. Yeah. Which was a little weird. The party continued to grow and grow, and before long, there were roughly 60 kids or so in the house. And, like, that's, that's a lot. A lot of kids. Yeah. I... It stresses me out. It gives me anxiety thinking about it. Okay, so my mom already knows about this, but I threw two parties once. Mm-hmm. Once my 18th birthday, and once, like, two months later. <laughs> and she found out about both of them. Um, but... Mom, I can tell you right now, there was not 60 kids in that yeah. house, ever. I feel like when we have parties at our house here, like, the most people we've ever had was that Halloween party. Yeah. And it was probably, what, like, 20, if that? Yeah. It wasn't even that much. And we were, but we were I mean, all adults. Like, we were all adults. We were all over the age of 21. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Yeah. But in high school, it's different. It's just, like, I mean, the first party I threw, I had, like, kids from Carson City showing up. I don't even know who you guys are. That's when my cell phone got stolen. My brand new iPhone. Yeah, I got it back. It's fine. Good. But yeah, I've just never... The only time I've been in a party that big was like a frat house party. You know, it's just... That's wild to me. And they set up beer pong, smoked cigarettes and weed in the house, and they were literally just destroying the entire house. Mm. They were putting cigarettes out on any service any surface they wanted to like the couch the rugs the walls the floors the counters like wherever they wanted to put cigarettes out at that's where they were doing it as well as like rummaging through all of the cabinets and the fridge looking for any food to take and i don't know about y'all but i was never that disrespectful at any party i ever went to no like that i was always the one that was like picking up like cans or like like wiping down stuff yeah like multiple people call me mama tiff because if anyone got sick i was there taking care of them Uh, not me i don't do throw up (laughs) so no um i think i may have told you this but we used to throw parties at my friend's house and her parents like did not care at all um, but her mom and dad came home one night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And boyfriend and her dad started doing shot for shot to see who could take the most shots. No. And all of a sudden, <laughs> her dad starts throwing up everywhere. And the second her mom saw it, she started throwing up everywhere and had to go upstairs and I like, couldn't take care of her dad. So I'm sitting there having to take care of my friend's father as well as... I'm going to blink out her name. Yes. actually, I was actually going to tell you. Yeah. I'll blink out her name. <laughs> um, her friend's... Like, my friend's father and having to clean up his puke and making sure he's okay and then having to clean up her mom's puke. And it was just... It was so bad. Yeah. I didn't go to bed until, like, 6 a.m. Oh, it was rough. <laughs> but, yeah. So... That's how that was. Anyway, they were um, breaking glasses and bottles on the floor and just, like, leaving them around. Why? Yeah, right? I mean, maybe it was an accident, but they were just leaving it there. Yeah. And they were laughing about it, and they were, like, throwing stuff into the yard. Like, they just did not care. They just destroyed the place, which I I just don't understand. I've never been to a party where people just want to, like, destroy the house. Yeah. Because that's rude. Don't do that, teenagers. Partygoers noticed that Tyler wasn't concerned about the absolute destruction of his parents' home, like, at all, but was very much worried about the noise level because he did not want the cops being called there. No. Obviously. An unidentified kid came in. This is, this is weird. And, like, when he showed up, he came in and said, I smell dead people. Yeah. And when Mike, like, the popular kid... 
looked up and said, what's that supposed to mean? The kid just said, oh, I don't know. People are smoking. That's all. Like, I don't think smoke and dead people smell the same. same. I've never um, come across a dead body, but I have this feeling that it doesn't smell the same. No. You know? So that was weird. And everyone kept asking Tyler where his parents were, and he had a different story for pretty much everyone. Oh. Yeah, he said to some that they were in Georgia. He said to others that they were in Orlando. Some, even some people, he was saying, oh, this isn't my parents' house. This is my house. And so he just, like, wasn't even trying to keep his story straight at all. Yeah. He didn't really care, I don't think. Um... One kid named Jose actually overheard someone saying, oh, he killed his parents and that he lived here alone, as everyone just laughed about it. Because, oh, because it's so funny. Because, you know, that's just, nobody would do that, right? Yeah. Right. And they were also using the family computer to, like, play music on YouTube and stuff. Remember having, did you ever have a computer station or a computer room? Yeah. Our computer station was in the dining room, and then we made, like, the whole spare room into a computer room. I lived there. When I was young. We had ours in, like, our living room in the corner. Yeah. That's normal. Yeah. It was mainly so, I'm pretty sure, it's so our parents could watch what we were doing. Which Probably. Which is smart. Which is very yeah. smart. Yeah. That, I, that is smart. Um, they were also playing things like Wiz Khalifa and Lil Wayne. <laughs> How 2011 high school is that? Listen, there's just some bops, okay? Well, I would have been... That would have been my the end of my freshman year going into sophomore year i was (laughs) yeah you were a baby you were like what sixth grade i was six (laughs) yeah sixth grade yeah and so i i do remember that being like very popular when i was that age so i get it and someone had noticed that the keyboard was like just dirty and sticky and they thought that someone had spilled coke or beer or like a combination of things on top of the keyboard but Nobody really, like, thought anything of it. I mean, the house is getting destroyed anyway. Yeah. You know? And there was also the same sticky substance on the floor. And when a beer pong ball fell to the ground, one of the guys just picked it up and, like, went and rinsed it off and then just kept playing with it. Mm. And as you can assume, it's not Coke or beer. No, it was blood. Yeah. So we'll get more into that. Uh, so by by midnight or so, around a hundred people at this point had showed up to the party. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> Drugs were being sold. Kids were yelling. Like this is this had just become such a giant party that someone showed up just because he got a text saying it was the quote biggest thing ever. Which I mean, in Port Port St. Lucie, it probably was at that yeah. time, you know. And Tyler and told Tyler thanks for having his this party and asked how he had been, and he just said, "All right." Like, he was just kind of, like, quiet and reserved and just kind of, like, it seemed like he just didn't give a care in the world the whole mm-hmm. night. <sighs> this is so sad. So, they also had a, two dogs. Okay. A black lab named Sophie. And she was nowhere to be found. Nobody knew where the black lab was. And they also had a beagle who was partially deaf and partially blind who was originally his brother Ryan's dog and was found in Ryan's room. So Ryan is was 23 at the time, and he had recently left, like, just a few weeks earlier to attend college in North Carolina. Okay. So that's why he wasn't here to deal with any of this or, like, try to help his parents or anything. Um, a girl named Stephanie showed up and found the beagle hiding in the shower in the bathroom uh, and, like, at first, the beagle was... <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> that, was good, that was a good crack. Yeah, that was a good crack for us. <laughs> um, I assume that was after he, like, had fled from Ryan's room. Yeah, he was just found in hiding in the shower because it's he so was just sad. so scared of everything. He, yeah, I feel so bad for them. Um, this was after she had noticed Tyler just kind of, like, standing awkwardly by himself and not talking to anyone he, just, he would just like be there he just yeah. existed in this party but didn't really contribute much yeah it seems like one friend named william had noticed that tyler was acting strange but also didn't think anything of it because tyler had just kind of always acted strange yeah which he kind of sounds like 
like the one that would uh he was also like though kind of a class clown like i don't have it in here anywhere i don't think but one of his teachers said that like he would just start mooing like a cow oh fun missy whatever uh would just start like mooing like a cow in just in the middle of class for no reason just because he wanted to like be that that class clown type of thing like he just had like that kind of personality but also was also super shy and awkward and reserved so i don't know that that's like a weird dynamic i i was only shy (laughs) i would have never started moving in the class yeah so the party soon ran out of alcohol and just like every high school party there was always that one guy that was 21 or older that would hang around did you have any of those yeah um i had one and he um was recently found dead Hmm. in a dumpster that's yeah tragic um it wasn't a murder they well i don't know they just kind of blew it off as a as an overdose but why would he put himself in a dumpster yeah i don't know um but yeah this guy's name was mark tyler had asked mark to go pick up some more beer from the store around 12 30 Tyler went alongside him and his Mar- and Mark's girlfriend, Ashley. When Mark went into the store to buy the, the beer, Tyler just nonchalantly told Ashley that his father has, had died. Just, oh. Yeah. She, like, he didn't really even know Mark or Ashley at all. And he's just like, yeah, my dad died. And she's like, I'm sorry? Like, she just had assumed that it had been, you know, it had been a while since that happened because why would he just you know, just randomly say that to her when when she doesn't even know him. Yeah. She just felt bad for him. So, like I said, Tyler was known to be quiet and reserved and introverted and whatnot, but even with, like, his his weird little awkward situations the night, it was, it was still a little bit different. With the party getting so big, he just didn't care. Like, it didn't seem like he cared about anything. Yeah. Until, oddly, someone came in holding a mailbox over his head after running outside shirtless and screaming. And Tyler got, like, really angry at this because, granted, I I guess it makes sense. Um, He got super angry because stealing a mailbox was a felony and was worried that that was going to be the reason the police would get called to the party. Yeah, not the noise or anything, like somebody stealing a mailbox that they probably wouldn't even notice until the next day, (laughs) you know? Um, also, I looked it up. It's not a felony. It's a misdemeanor. Mm. So, fun fact. <laughs> Anthony started wandering the house and had noticed a bedroom door was shut and wanted to enter. He had assumed that people were in there getting high or something and wanted to partake and, you know, the devil's lettuce and all that, but was unable to get inside. He then noticed a dark smear on the carpet that was about a foot long, and he said that it looked like an oil-based paint that had been... T- like, that somebody had tried to clean up, but was unsuccessful and just smeared it around instead. Yeah. And I guess Tyler, like, got mad and, and like, got him out of that hallway. Understandably. <laughs> the time now is approximately 1.15 a.m. An unnamed guy shows up and instantly noticed that the house was absolutely wrecked. And I believe he was in college, so he was a little bit older he probably was still under 21. I would say maybe probably like 19 or 20 maybe. Um, but like I said, he was unnamed. So uh, being literally the only decent human in this entire ordeal, asked Tyler if there were any house rules. Yeah. You know, just being like, hey, dude, like, what can I do? What can I not do? Whatever. And Tyler just calmly said, just do whatever you want. Oh. Yeah. This same kid is the one who noticed the sticky substance when he was playing beer pong. Oof. Yeah. At this point, Mark decided it was time to leave. Tyler asked him if he could speak with him privately before he left. And he was like, yeah, you know, sure. What's up? And these are also some quotes. So Tyler said, dude, I did some things. I might go to prison. I might go away for life. I don't know, dude. I'm freaking out right now. Mark said, what are you talking about? And Tyler said, dude, I know you're not going to believe me. No one will believe me. I freaking killed somebody. And Mark said, dude, you killing somebody is your own business. Don't be telling me that sort of thing. I don't need to know. To which I say, I agree, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, like, if you're going to tell me you killed someone, I'm obviously going to turn you in. So don't do it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he's at this point starting to tell people that he 
barely even knows about how he butchered his parents. After that conversation, Tyler went back in and met up with Ricardo, a kid that he had just met that night, and this is their conversation. Thanks for having us over, and thanks for the beer, Ricardo. I just want to do something fun before I left, is what Tyler said. He said, where are you going? Tyler said, I'm going to kill myself. And he said, why would you do that? Tyler said, because I did something bad. He said, what'd you do? It can't be that bad. And Tyler replied with, don't worry. If I get caught, I'll be in jail a long time. After Ricardo, he found a local neighbor named Kimberly, or K-Nasty. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, in the Rolling Stones article, she was described as a chubby, black-haired 20-year-old. And I just think that was a very unnecessary detail yeah. to put what? in the article. Like, that's rude. Wh- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why do you have to talk about her weight in there? Like, you could have just said a 20-year-old neighbor, yeah. you know? But I guess they had known each other for many, many years because they had both lived down the street from each other for a while. And he told her that he was going away for 60 years. When she asked him why, he said, you'll find out tomorrow. It's just so eerie. Everything is so eerie. And this is where, if you know this story, you will know why this is like the infamous part to it. But this is when he finally tells Michael, his childhood best friend, what happened. They walked down to the stop sign at the end of his street together so he could confess to to Michael what he had done. Tyler said, I killed my parents. Michael said, yeah, right. Michael, I'm being real. I'm not lying to you. If you look closely enough, you can see the signs. And that's when Tyler pointed Michael to the driveway where he then noticed both of Tyler's parents' cars sitting there. He tried convincing himself that it was just had to be a coincidence of some sort until Tyler told him to then look in the garage. He went in there and noticed a bloody shoe print and, of course... Didn't want to look anymore. Just kind of shut the door and was like, no, there's no way, you know? Yeah. He still didn't want to believe it. And then Tyler led him to his parents' bedroom where Tyler unlocked the door and he saw bloodstains on the door. Like, Michael saw bloodstains on the door. And when Tyler opened the room, there was just piles of stuff in there. I mean, he brought in dining room chairs, broken glassware, a mop, coffee table, blood-soaked towels that he had used to clean up with picture frames like everything he just I don't even know what he was thinking he just brought everything into his parents room and piled it on top of his dead parents bodies in their in their room and Michael had noticed obviously like all of just the stuff piled up in there first and then he saw a leg sticking out from under it all and that's when he knew that Tyler was being serious and that's when Tyler told him everything that happened the day leading up to the party. But we'll come back to it. Okay. And this is where the infamous selfie was taken. So Michael knew that his... I mean, they were childhood best friends. Like, yeah. Like, grew up together. Just best friends from, from kids. And he knew that he was going to be going away possibly forever. And he knew that this would be the last time he'd ever get to spend time with him especially because he knew that he was going to be the one to turn him in. Oh, yeah. So he decided to snap one last selfie with him. And here is that picture. No. So Tyler's, it looks like they're in the garage, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like to me. Um, but yeah, Tyler's holding up like a solo cup. We'll have the photo posted on our We socials. will, yeah. And Michael's just standing next to him. And I mean, I get it if... Like, Celine's my childhood best friend. Yeah. And if she told me that she murdered her parents, I don't know how I would react. But I would understand wanting to, like, have just one last memory with her yeah. before everything just went to shit. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I would just be too freaked out. I, I don't know. You never know how you're going to react. But I I don't blame him for doing that. I, I think that's totally justified. Around 2 a.m., basically, everyone started leaving the party, aside from a roughly 20 people. Apparently, someone had announced that there was another party over by Mike's house, so everyone just started pouring out of the house, still making an absolute mess in the yard. Like, if they still had a drink in their hand when they walked out, they just threw it in the yard. Like, they didn't care. Yeah. And they got into their cars, and Tyler... Was that my cat? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Tyler frantically ran out and was like, where is everybody going? 
And when he was told, like, oh, we're going to, like, this other party, Tyler just said, oh, all right, with a super blank face. He very clearly did not want this night to end. A neighbor of his of his was finally like, okay, like, enough of this. And she yeah. called the police because these disrespectful fucks were literally, like, drifting onto her lawn Ugh. and peeking into her windows what and stuff f- as they were leaving and just, like, peeling out of the street, like... Who does that? Yeah. <laughs> Who does that? So she she did call the police, and the police arrived pretty much right away. I think it was like three minutes or something when they were when they showed up, and knocked on the door. And Tyler told everyone to hide, and he opened up the door, and nothing happened. He was just like, "Hey, we have a noise complaint," and he's like, "Sorry, like we'll keep it down or whatever, whatever yeah. was said," and the cops just left. So they continued their party, and turns out that the party that everyone was told about that they left for w- wasn't actually happening. Yeah. So a lot of people started coming back to the party. And then Michael decided that it was time for him to leave. He knew that Tyler wanted to commit suicide, so he grabbed the pills that he was going to take, and he hid them from him. Oddly, he didn't take them with him. He just hid them somewhere in the Hadley house, which I find a bit strange, but... I mean, maybe he just didn't want to be caught with the pills or something. I don't know. People started noticing after this, though, how antsy Tyler got after the encounter with the police. He was closing blinds and peeking through them and just kind of, like, pacing around anxiously because he obviously didn't want them to come back. Yeah. He then told a kid named Devin that the party was fun and he was thinking about having another one the next night because he might be going away for a while. And he said, are you moving or vacation? Tyler said, just going away. And he said, are you coming back? And he said, I don't know, because I'm thinking about killing myself. So that's what, like the fourth person or something that he's he's told told. that he wants to kill himself? I mean, not even including Michael. Michael knew too. So that's, yeah, that's at least the fourth or fifth person. Everybody was just like, meh, whatever. Yeah. You know. At 4.40 a.m., Tyler posted on his Facebook wall again saying, party at my house again, hit me up. Well, actually, HMU. (laughs) However, the police were already outside of his house at that point due to a tip to Crime Stoppers that Michael had called in. Yeah. The police saw him pacing. So, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, go do, ahead. Do you know if Michael had left the party, like, after? Yeah, so he, he grabbed the pills, hid them, and then he okay, left. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. The police saw him pacing in the living room, talking to himself, and just, like, acting strange. Like, he would grab books off the bookshelf and just walk to a different area of the house and just drop them. Yeah. Just, like, dump him on the floor, wherever, wherever. They approached the house and rang the doorbell as Tyler walked away to turn off all of the lights, and then he walked back and answered the door. They immediately handcuffed him, and he said, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to Rock Road, so just take me. And that's the county jail. Mm-hmm. When police started to enter the house, Tyler screamed, you can't go in there, don't go in there. Obviously, they went in. Yeah. Police found an absolute shit show of a scene in the home, including the sweet little black lab that they did end up finding oh, in a closet. Did. In a closet? Yeah. Yeah. The, both of the dogs were just so terrified this yeah. night, but the dogs were okay. They then saw, saw the dried blood by the locked door and forced it open to find the scene that Michael had described. So, this is it. Tyler had officially decided that he for sure was going to kill his parents. Earlier the day of the party, he had, he planned, like, I mean, obviously he was talking about it for a while, but he really had this planned out. He hid both of his cell, his parents' cell phones, so they weren't going to be able to call for help. Popped three ecstasy pills because he felt like he couldn't do it sober. And put on the song Feel Lucky by Lil Boozy. Oh. Any idea who that is? No. Okay, me either. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Um, because he needed to hype himself up to murder his own parents. Oh, okay. And uh, I don't know. I, I've never done ecstasy, but it doesn't feel like a murder drug to me. No. You know? Am I wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I literally am the last person to tell you. Someone correct us if we're wrong, but yeah. it does. I, I know it's a hallucinogen. It's supposed to like make you feel better right not like you want to murder i don't know maybe i'm wrong someone tell me he stood behind his mother who was on the computer for a solid five whole minutes contemplating on if he was going like what he was about to do 
He then just started bashing his mother over the head with a claw hammer as she screamed out why over and over again. Of course, Blake heard the screams of his wife and ran out to see what was going on. His father looked at him and also screamed why, with which Tyler replied, why the fuck not? He then, after he bludgeoned both of his parents, he wrapped paper towels around his he- around their heads and dragged them into the room where he je- then gently placed the claw hammer in between the two bodies before piling everything on top of them. Oh my god. Around a thousand people had attended the funeral of Blake and Mary Jo Hadley. They were so loved. And Ryan, his brother, decided that he was going to not stick by his side, but he was going to keep him in his life and he was going to go visit him in jail. And he said, it's what my parents would want me to do. They wouldn't want me to to abandon him. I don't know what I'm going to say. I'll probably just sit there and cry. Which is just so sad. Yeah. I mean, like, if my sibling had done anything like that, I don't know that I would have even been able to go, like, see them. I'm not sure I would be able to either. Yeah. Like, as much as I love my siblings, I I don't... That's hard. I think that takes a very strong person. I think Ryan is very strong. Yeah. Like, go him. His friends and family could not understand how or why he could do something so terrible. However... I have a quote here from an 18-year-old unnamed girl that didn't really know him well, but she said, quote, he was under a lot of pressure and, like, his parents would never let him be by himself and or be himself. And honestly, I think that they caused everything that just happened. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that just makes me... They ugh. literally did so much to help him. Yeah. These and teenagers like, make my blood boil. Yeah. I hate them. I hate everyone involved in this stupid story, except Michael. Go, Michael. Yeah, seriously, go, Michael. Um, then she also said, his parents al- always expected him to be someone else that he wasn't, and that's not right. According, or anything Tyler would do, he'd be wrong for it. He just broke. Honestly, he got crazy because of it. Oh, if because have, he's 17 or 16 or whatever how old yeah. he was doing, like, and they don't, drugs and drinking and stuff? And they don't want him going down a bad path? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's his, that's their fault. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She said, if you have that much hate for somebody, then you actually would do something like that. No. No. You wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You would just cut them off. Do you know how many people I would have killed by now? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't, so. I hope you never do. I'll turn you in. I'll be a Michael. Good. You should be. If I I were to kill someone, you should turn me in. Yeah. And honestly, there's literally so much information on this case. And I couldn't, I was not going to be able to fit it all in here. So, there is a very good Rolling Stones article, which is pretty much where I got pretty much all of my information from, mm-hmm. and they did an excellent job of just describing so much more than I was able to put in here. So, if you want to read that, then I definitely encourage you to do that. Okay. My doggie's talking. I love you too, Misty. She's a good girl. Okay. Before I close this up, though, I do have a few quotes from some kids who were at the party that fateful night and you're just gonna keep hating them (laughs) i'm fascinated mike said quote i was like damn brother that's creepy as hell i can't believe we partied last night where there were dead people like okay yeah (laughs) and he said he explained like how many friend requests he had been getting on facebook after that night and so many messages saying stuff like i seen you on the news bro to which he responded yeah it was awesome Oh, my God. <laughs> like, is it awesome? I don't I don't know. Um, this 16-year-old girl said, I wasn't upset when I heard. I wasn't scared or disgusted. It's not like I knew him personally. I was just in awe. Like, you weren't disgusted by the fact that you were literally in the same house as two dead bodies? How yeah. are you not disgusted by that? Anthony said, wow, I just went to the party of a lifetime. It's messed up what he did, but 20 years from now, I'll be able to say I was there. I hate Port Port St. Lucie, but that's kind of cool. I hate these teenagers so much. (laughs) His attorneys had argued for two 30-year life sentences to be served concurrently, you know, together. Wait, wait, wait. 30-year life sentences? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I did say life. (laughs) Yeah. Two 30-year sentences to be served concurrently. And what? That's what I say. For killing his parents? Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Seriously. 
And he also wanted a review of the sentencing after only 20 years. And the judge said, "Mm, I think not. (laughs) And he sentenced Tyler to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Uh, They would have most likely gone for the death penalty had he been above the age of 18, but he was still 17. So, Misty. He did end up getting resentenced in 2018, but still two life terms. And it wasn't clear to me as if that's to be served concurrently or consecutively or consecutively or if it's with or without parole. Yeah. So I'm not sure. But but he's he's still in there. And yeah. I don't know. This this case is just so sad because like this is a young kid who whose parents tried to help him, who clearly needed help and I mean, what else could they have done? Yeah, especially when you live in a town like that, like, where you don't have a ton of, like, younger people. Yeah. Like, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. It's just such a sad case. I feel so bad for his brother, Ryan. Yeah. Do you know what happened to the dogs? I'm just Uh, concerned about the dogs. I actually... It didn't say anything. I assume that Ryan had probably taken them. Yeah. Um, But I don't know, because I know he, he left... Port St. Lucie for North Carolina for school and he like the I think it was the beagle that was like his dog and he left them with his his parents probably he was going to college yeah he was probably staying in a dorm room or something so I really don't know what happened to the dogs but we do know that they were okay after the party so hopefully either Ryan took them or they went to a really good home after that yeah it just it makes me so sad I just don't even know how I would feel if, like, I went to a party and then, like, the next day found out that, like, the person who threw the party had killed their parents and their parents were still in the house, like. No, I would, I I'd would probably be, get sick. Probably, seriously, that's, I think that's a normal reaction. Yeah. Unlike these kids. Yeah. Which, these kids are just kind of disgusting humans for the most part anyway. Aww. Misty. Yeah. <laughs> Aw, she just looked at me like, Mom, I'm not doing anything wrong. She's so cute. Uh, but yeah, Blake and Mary Jo were were just talked about as being like overall just great people and great parents to both of their kids. And one kid said, no matter who you were, even if she didn't like you, she would never give up on you. Yeah. And that just seems like how both of them were. Yeah. And it seems like they both just were really sweet, loving, caring people that were taken from this earth in a way that they absolutely should have never been. Yeah. And that is the case of Blake and Mary Jo Hadley. That's so sad. I know. I'm bummed out now. I know. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> That's why I'm still drinking my margarita. Are you out? I'm out. Well. That's well, okay. Um... Before we close, I also just want to give a shout out to my brother really quick because my brother just placed 33rd in the nation for his, he does like billiards, like pool. Oh. And he competes and he got sent to Las Vegas. 33rd in the nation. Right? Which brother? Connor. Go Connor. Go Connor. You're the best. Yeah. He definitely does not listen to my podcast. Oh, okay. That's rude. Even I Tyler know. listens. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, no, my, I don't think my brothers are podcast people. Neither Tyler's never listened. Oh well, he listened to. Izzy I'm gonna Dumb. make him. I'm gonna. So I'm gonna be home next week. Also, we didn't talk about that, but <laughs> real quick, I'm gonna be home next week, and I'm gonna make my brother listen to it. Um, even though I'm not going to Oregon, I'm still flying home to Pennsylvania on Wednesday, the 11th. Today's Thursday, the fifth. And so in six days, I'll be flying home. Um, but I'm gonna make sure my brothers are listening. I'm gonna. I'm only gonna be home for five days, which is kind of sad. Yeah. But. I get it. I haven't been home in two and a half years, so five days wouldn't be enough. Okay, well, Reno's, like, home for you. Colorado's home for me. Okay, but, like, your mom lives in Reno. Yeah. And? (laughs) I don't even want to hear it, dude. My mom lives 2,500 miles away. Also, shout out to Jessica, because she's the salty that we haven't mentioned her at all. Okay, okay, shout out to Jessica, shout out to Jessica. (laughs) Jessica's one of my best friends, and the very first podcast, she's like, you mentioned everyone except me. Which I didn't. I mentioned, like, Sarah and Hunter's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Ari. Ari. She left her shoes at my house. Oh, yeah. She did. Um, yeah. But shout out to my brother, Connor. Um, I mean, it's pretty cool. He's in Vegas for free right now, so. Yeah. 
I'm going to Vegas soon, you guys. Mm. On the 14th. Bachelorette party. Ooh. For my future mother. <laughs> Your mother-in-law. No, no, not mother-in-law. Stepmother. Stepmother. My, uh, my dog's future grandma. Step-grandma. Grandma. Granny. I'm not discounting a stepmother or stepfather, but your mom is your mom. And yeah. your mom is Misty's grandma. Yeah, and Kristen is Misty's future grandma. Step-mom. Step Step-grandma. Oh, she's going to call her grandma. Don't worry. Okay. Whatever. That's fine. <laughs> Kristen's pretty cool. I like Kristen. Yeah. She's, Kristen's very she's cool. Great. I shouldn't even say she's pretty cool. Kristen's 10 out of 10 human being. She's A-okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's listening. Uh, she hasn't yet. Oh, Kristen. I know. This is our fifth episode. And I take that back. <laughs> she will, though. She's They've been busy. But yeah. Yeah. She, she will listen. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Especially, I mean, she's planning a wedding and a bachelorette party, and they own a bar, so. Yeah. They got a lot. I get it. Not happening. But. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Puzzling, a true crime podcast. Remember, don't be evil. Don't be evil. Don't do it. And all of our um, social medias will be in our show notes. And if you feel so kindly to donate to us, we have a Venmo and you can donate through our uh, anchor. anchor. And that will also be in the show notes. If you have any case suggestions or you want to tell us anything. Honestly, please leave case suggestions. Yeah. Because like I have some, but like I like to find ones that like aren't commonly known. Or, yeah, like, especially personal if it's connection. one that like you was like in your hometown and it's not well, well known or whatever. Uh, let us know. You can email that to us. Our email will also be in our I'll show also notes. put a question up. Like when we post on uh, Spotify, I can put questions up and people oh, can yeah, leave. Oh yeah, I saw that. So I'm going to do that. I'll, I'll start doing that for every episode for like case suggestions and stuff. But well, yeah, okay. we hope you keep listening. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you next week on Puzzling a True Crime Podcast. And one last time, remember, just don't be evil. Don't be evil. Don't do it. Especially like Tyler. Yeah. That's pretty evil. Pretty freaking evil, yeah. All right. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.